You're listening to The Beecast with Sarah Godey, Monica Steely, and Amber Miller. We love connecting with you and have something new we've started called Be Free Friday. Every Friday, we post a quick three-minute video with an encouragement and challenge for the week. Make sure to visit our Facebook page or website to watch. We've also created a Periscope account where we post videos periodically. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Periscope at Be Still Be Free to connect with us live as we scope. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's episode. Hi, and welcome to Be Still Be Free and the Beecast. I'm Monica Steely, and I'm here with Amber Miller and Sarah Godey today. Hello. And um, we're doing a little role reversal because today we are talking about being renewed in your spirit. We have done Renewed Mind. We've talked with Allie, which is kind of like New Year, New You. Yeah, like right. renew everything so that you can have like a not so crazy year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and now we're doing Renewed Spirit, and yes. Amber's leading that, so I thought I would take the um, hosting take the responsibilities off of her shoulders. Yes. So, hi, welcome back. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's been a while since you've It's been a while since I've led one. That's I right. I mean, I kind of popped in at the last That's series right. and just hung but out. Yeah, but yeah, like you're back in... Back in the prep mode, swing of things. Back well, in the I saddle. Sarah, like, I, maybe I'm out of practice, but this one is so different than any of the ones I've ever done before. Because normally I'll like, you know, pick a verse and just mm-hmm. hone in on it, and this is bleh, not anything like that. So we'll just see. I, I was telling uh, Monica earlier that when she first sent out the email about. You know, here's the different topics that we can do. I immediately sent back, I want to do be renewed in spirit. Which surprised me. Yeah. I don't know why, but for some reason I thought you would lean towards strength. So that was, I was like, oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about this more later. But being (laughs) like renewed in spirit is nothing like I, like it is so not in my comfort zone. Yeah. So I have no idea why I, I mean, it must have been the Lord. He's, I think actually the Lord is trying to teach me some things. Awesome. You think? he um, never does, does he that, do that to me. So, no, never. He's so hands off with me. I totally I like started like doing because I had a verse in mind when I sent that email, which was Psalm fifty one, created me a new heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Right. Uh, Off. Hello, the podcast is done. And <laughs> I started like go, getting into it, and I was like, "This isn't it." Rap. Like, what am I going to do now? <laughs> There's no other verses. Uh, I, I thought I had this master. totally. God was like, ha ha, no. So I started just researching online um, spiritual renewal. And every time, literally every time I would type that in, the articles and the things that would pop up about spiritual renewal were all like a revival mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Which y'all know, I came from a very Southern Baptist <laughs> background. The yes. Holy Spirit was not always right you know we knew about part him. of the we didn't necessarily <laughs> experience yes, right. him but we, we knew we, about it we heard about we this believed guy, in the truth the holy spirit but it wasn't like but a, he was just a silent partner that's right. Yeah. Was, right. That's right the first time i heard someone speak in tongues i was like what is going on so this is not my you know <laughs> background but i started like okay lord well let's research revival what is this about it's definitely something i need to learn more about um, and he, I ended up kind of settling in on this really long but really awesome article by Stephen J. Cole. And um, 
it was all about the life of Hezekiah, King Hezekiah. Mm. Do you know much about King Hezekiah? Not a whole lot. I know yeah, that I name didn't really well, yeah. but well, I'm trying You're to like, like Hezekiah. Isn't that Hezekiah, Zephaniah, Haggai, yeah, Zechariah? Yeah. Like, it's there. It's in that section it's somewhere of the Bible. <laughs> we know it's there. It's in the Kaya's and the yes. you know Zephas and something. He was the king of the ites. That was about all I knew about King Hezekiah too. <laughs> yeah. So this was a really interesting article. And then I so after this I started researching more about Hezekiah. He was this awesome king. Um, and let me give you, okay, so here's what this article had to say about spiritual renewal okay. and like in the life of Hezekiah and how it took place in his life and then how can we apply it to our life. So this was kind of like the bottom line. Spiritual renewal comes through commitment and cleansing and expresses itself in celebration. Mm. So we're going to touch on those three uh, points okay. in Hezekiah's ministry and reign and how it brought about this huge revival. Awesome. Okay. Um, this all takes place, by the way, if you want to look it up in second Chronicles 29 and okay. it's like the whole, I'm not going to read like the whole chapter, but yeah. that's where you can find it. Okay. So let's talk about these three different things and how they can lead to spiritual renewal. Um, the first one is commitment. Hezekiah's commitment to the Lord. The second one is cleansing um, of the priests and the temple. He, he had like a cleansing right. process that took place. And then the celebration of God's people in worship. So um, before we talk about those three things, I want to talk about a little bit about Hezekiah and his story and like what was going on so that we have like a okay. basis. Yeah, enlighten me. Yes. I know, right? Re Learn. Refresh my memory. Teach Give me, me a renewed mind teach me about a Bible Hezekiah. Story. That's right. <laughs> Besides being a totally awesome name, right? How right. Little Hezekiah. Um, he had a really, really terrible father. Oh. Like his dad was King Ahaz. Oh. And Ahaz, I don't know if you remember much about him, was like really, really, really bad. Um, he, just some examples, he totally promoted idol worship. Um, he closed the doors to the temple. He called for a manufacturing of idols. He even would sacrifice children oh to um, the god of death called Molech. Wow. Yeah, he nice. was like super bad, um, and which actually they believe that some of Hezekiah's siblings were sacrificed. <sighs> wow. Like thrown into this fiery furnace, like terrible, terrible stuff. Um, and then one of the the worst things that, I mean, not the worst, but because sacrificing children, like, is the worst. Right. But he, um, it was kind of like the biggest slap in the face to God was he would build these high places, mm -hmm. which I don't know if y'all have heard about that, but he would build mm -hmm. these, like, high, uh, like, sort of temples and tributes to these gods and worship right. things would take place there. And, um, it, like, have you heard of, you know, the song Victor's Crown? It has Every whole, high thing must come every down. Every high thing must come down. That's actually mm -hmm. what it's talking about, are yeah. these high places that were tributes to other gods. Um, and then lastly, he tried to buy the friendship of the ruler of Assyria. Mm. And these, those people were, like, real terrible, like, would come in and just wipe out a whole people group. Um, and instead of trusting in God to protect him, he tried to go and, like, you know, buddy, buddy with buddy the Syrians, with which actually all that did was make them a little bit stronger because he provided things for them. And then, you know, they were going to come and yeah. wipe them out at any moment. So um, at 25 years old, Hezekiah's dad is out, passes away, and Hezekiah becomes king and is having to deal with all of this mess wow. that his dad brought onto their kingdom. And he is like... Oh great! Let's let's get started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a lot of work to do. Yeah, we got a lot to to do here. So um, those are the conditions that Hezekiah became king in. And I wanted to like ask y'all a question: If you were Hezekiah, what would be your like knowing everything that's been going on? Your dad dies, you're suddenly king. What would be your first order of business? 
throwing my face on the floor and asking for the Lord to intervene. <laughs> I know, like, right? What? Yeah. Man, it's just so much, I'm sure. So much. So much. And like, to undo. Like, like you think about how long it takes for us to undo anything that thing. happens in and government all and the all the things he had to do. Like, like gover- the government was failing. Mm-hmm. Spiritually, his people were just terrible. And he's yeah. one person. He's one person, right. So here's what Hezekiah did. This is in verse 10. Okay. In the first year of his reign, in the first month, he opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. Then he called the priests and Levites and uh, charged them to consecrate themselves first and the Lord's house second, to reverse the awful conditions introduced by his father. He shares with them what is in his heart, namely to make a covenant with the Lord God and repeats uh, his charge to them. Do not be negligent now, for the Lord has chosen you to stand before him to minister to him. So the very first thing Hezekiah did was open the temple doors. He kept first things first. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, our first step towards spiritual renewal is commitment to God. Hmm. Hezekiah's number one priority in the face of national crisis was to call the nation and its leaders back to proper commitment to God. Yeah. Sounds like a National Day of Prayer statement. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know? I even like the yes. visual of opening the doors to the temple. Like our first mm-hmm. order of spiritual renewal is to open our doors of our right. of our temple, temple. Yeah. to uh, him. Yes, exactly. I love that. What's so interesting, too, about this, because, again, like what I had originally thought this was going to be is nothing like what God thought it should be. Um, and how much of this is about corporately what right. needs yeah. to take place. Right. You know, he opened the doors to the temple first and foremost because he knew that these people Right. Like needed to needed come back that. to God. His right. nation yeah. needed to turn back right. to God. Um, and I love what Stephen Cole says about this. He says, uh, commitment to God is the most pressing need in a time of pressing need. Wow. That's really good. Wow. Isn't that so? Because mm-hmm. it goes back to our perspective. It's so easy at a time of crisis to focus on the crisis. Right. Right. Like, so if you're having health issues, you need to focus on getting medical attention. Or yeah. if your marriage is failing, you need to focus on your marriage. Right. If your teenager is acting out. You need to focus on your teenager. Right. But what he's saying is the first thing you need to do is commit to God. Wow. It, um, it goes along with something that I'll share when it's my turn for strength, which is waiting on the Lord. Right. Yes. Waiting on the Lord versus something different. Right. Versus waiting on something not fo- different. Exactly. Not focusing on the thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But focusing on, yeah. on God himself is exactly Way right. Way to go, Hezzy. That's Hezzy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hez is in the house. Oh, oh Hezzy. <laughs> uh, Bless his heart. He's looking down in heaven right now. He's listening. like, really? Hezzy? Guys? Really? You think Hezzy? I didn't get made fun of for having that name enough? Yeah. Like, you've got to keep doing it. Mm, we do. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> And it's not saying, you know, we're not saying to ignore these things. If you've got health issues, we're not saying, hey, don't oh, go no, to the doctor. No, no. But, but the first step in healing mm-hmm. is well, to Well, that's just like, you Lord. know, when, when something happens to you, it's the first thing you do. You want to call a friend. Yeah. Right. And there's these times that I feel like God is saying to me, I don't want you to call a friend. I just want you to come talk to me about it. Yeah. Put the phone down. Exactly. Or I know that he doesn't really want me to call somebody and I'm doing it anyways and it, they don't answer or it's busy uh, or whatever. Or you I know, can't get a cell like, signal. Yes. yes. It happens every yes. time. Yes. I'm every telling time. you. Like, it no. is God intervening and saying, no, or, come to me. Open your doors to me. the phone and it like is just goes south. Go and you're south. Like, I knew I shouldn't have called. Yep. Like I, I just knew right. I shouldn't have made a phone call right yep. now. Yes. Oh, yeah. Commit to the Lord. That's awesome. Yeah. Personally. And foremost. So um, he goes on to talk about like what what happens when you commit to the Lord. 
And he says, commitment to God brings hope to the darkest situations. So it's arguable that Hezekiah received the kingdom under probably the worst right. scenario possible. Right. Like literally nothing was right. Um, his father shut down the temple. Idolatry was everywhere. He lost their territory to other nations. And the Syrians were about to attack at every moment. It was literally the worst. Um, but instead of growing depressed and paralyzed, Hezekiah committed himself to following the Lord. He reopened the temple and called the nation back to God. Hmm. And what's interesting is we see all throughout history where God has broken into the worst situations to bring hope and light to things that are hopeless. Hmm. Can you think of any examples in history? Or any recent examples of world events? Right. Like just, I don't know, there's so many, so much of what you were reading of things that were happening. I'm like, yeah, that could be. That could be now. Today. Right. That's exactly right. Um, Just a couple of examples that I wrote down. Um, You know, the, the Catholic Church was going through a terrible time. There was right. corruption everywhere, and God brought about Martin Luther and John right. Calvin, who yeah. brought about revival right. mm-hmm. and reformation, and and saved you know right. yeah. God's people. Yeah. Um, another one is the English revival, which was John Wesley and George Whitfield. A lot of people say that if had that revival not taken place, it would have been, you know, a bloody war yeah. like what happened in France. You know, it was just. God saved, God brought about light yeah. in this dark situation. Well, and um, I don't know if this would, um, I don't know that this revival has lasted, but I mean, like after 9-11, like the yes, country really yeah. kind of did a, a turnaround and found themselves back in church and mm-hmm. praying. And mm-hmm. right. like that was a big um, kind of moment of awakening. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it generated the revival that past right. things have, but in a way, in a way for at least a time. Absolutely. Well, you know, it, um, one of the things that Christine Kane had said a couple of weeks ago at the event that I went to was that, you know, we focus so much on where the culture is and we think that the church is doing nothing, but there is a stirring. Yes. yes. There, there is, is a stirring Absolutely. in a lot of different corners and groups, and it may not be in a big corporate, like the big building church, but there are pods of churches all around the country that are stirring. There is a stirring and there is an awakening that is coming. And I think... I think it could be that in this stirring and in this revival and this awakening, it may be a sifting of the wheat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, we're notorious to be a country where everybody believes in God, but we don't really believe in the God of the Bible. Right. And we have a get-out-of-hell-free card, but we don't really have a life and relationship with him. And I think right. we're going to see this sifting of the wheat of the people who are really committed to his cause and people who are committed to what his cause does for them. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be interesting. I think so, too. I think that this is a time of crisis for our nation and for the world with a lot of the things that are going on, ISIS, mm-hmm. um, school shootings, mm-hmm. and wars that are breaking out. I mean, there's our world is going through so much, yeah. and I think that now, more than ever, we need to commit to God. God's people need to commit. Well, we haven't had to for a long time, right? Because right? we just had this Very wave, of, especially in our country. Yes. But when you read about this and you read about Ahaz, was that his name? The bad king. The dad. Yeah, King Ahaz. And, I mean, he was sacrificing children. Sacrificing children. He was how, building. How relevant is that? Yeah, like, yeah. And, and that was another thing she said. She, you know, bad things have not just started to happen. Right. right. We Absolutely. just have not lived in a world where bad things were happening because we were kind of removed from that being here in the States and everything's yeah. kind of and shuffled under the rug. know about it because of rugs. internet and That's stuff right. Exactly. So, and that's you what know. she said. She's like, if we didn't have social media... And instant news like we do now. Right. We wouldn't know. We wouldn't know about a lot of these things either. Yeah. So, 
Right, absolutely. So um, the first step, commitment to God. And if we, I think that if we can grasp that, and this one honestly is super convicting to me because it's the same in our personal lives. Right. Yeah. Whatever our issue is, um, I know we're going to talk about strength mm-hmm. very soon, but we're going to have all of these different areas where we need strength yeah. um, and re- renewed strength. And the way that we're going to have that renewed strength is by that commitment. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, first open God. the doors. Absolutely. So um, the second thing that he says in this article is spiritual renewal comes through cleansing in accordance with God's word. Okay, so this is the next, like, God was all about convicting me through this whole thing. Um, The important thing to remember here is that renewal always starts with the person and then moves outward to the church. Mm, Yeah. Mm, Yes. That's right. It hits way down deep. There's a a personal responsibility that I didn't quite want. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted you to tell me it was the church's fault. The church. (laughs) Yeah. Ouchie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, This is in verse five. Consecrate yourselves and consecrate the house of the Lord. He says yourselves first. He's talking to the priests. Um, And here's the next convicting part. Many of these priests had fallen into unfaithfulness and idolatry. So they had to deal with a lot of their own sin before they could begin processing mm. uh, the cleansing of the temple. God mm. can't use you to impact others for Christ until you cleanse yourself wow. from defilement. And how true right. is that? I mean, all of us have our own ministries right. that we're right. a part of and that we work in. And I mean, I think that for me personally, God is telling me I've had some failures in ministries, you know, recently. And uh, you know, I always kind of want to go back to, well, maybe it's because this logistical right. thing didn't work, or maybe it was because of this person, or maybe God's saying, Where's actually, <laughs> maybe you need to do some cleansing and adjust some things. Yeah. This happened really, really recently with one of um, the like middle schoolers ministries that I work with. I had tried to, you know, promote this new thing and do this new thing, and they all hated it. I really thought a bunch of middle schoolers were going to attack me. Like, it was <laughs> the worst day ever that I have had in ministry. And I called Andy, and I was like, what is going on with these middle schoolers? Like, what is in the water? And um, I just prayed about it, and God totally was like, hey, you're not handling things the way that I think you should be handling things. Wow. And I had to have a sit down with them the next week and say, Y'all, I am so sorry. I like this totally falls on me, and I like have wow. to apologize to you. And uh, oh, bleh, pill swallow hard. <laughs> uh, it's so hard, but like this is so exactly right. where Cleansing. I'm at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that. So as soon as the temple was cleansed, they gathered in um, in worship and offered three kinds of sacrifices: sin offerings, burnt offerings, and thank offerings. And these three offerings typify the kind of cleansing and consecration that we need as worshipers of God. Wow. So let's talk about these three um, sacrifices real quick. The sin offering pictured substitution. God's holiness and justice demanded that the penalty of our sin is death. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So as we're, you know, going through the cleansing of ourselves, we need to offer up uh, a sin offering, which for us is Jesus Christ. You know, right, we don't have to right. sacrifice animals anymore, but we need to, you know, make recognize, that commitment. Yeah. yeah. And, and recognize the sacrifice that uh, Jesus mm-hmm. did for us. The second is the burnt offerings that pictured consecration. This is really cool to me. It was offered up totally to the Lord, and the worshipers did not eat any of it. And it represents the surrender and holiness that, that was demanded of those who have received God's forgiveness. Our response to his mercy is uh, becoming our sin offering should be to give ourselves completely to him. He says, I urge you, therefore, brethren, the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living, holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spirit, 
spiritual service of worship. So um, I think this one is really, really cool because the burnt offering is total surrender to God. Right. You know, the first one is recognition of what Jesus did, and then the next, the burnt offering, is our response to that. Mm, wow. You know, how are we sacrificing for God right. and for what he's calling us to do? It's an act of cleansing. And then the last one is the thank offering, which pictured devotion. These were voluntary offerings expressing love and gratitude for God's many blessings. The author of Hebrews refers to this when he writes, Through Christ, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips that give thanks to his name and do not neglect in doing good and sharing. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Christians are to be overflowing with gratitude. Mm. I like that. Yeah. So the last one is, is a thankful offering. So lastly, um, let's talk about the final um, uh, focus in this whole spiritual renewal, which he says um, is expressed in celebration with God's people. Okay. Spiritual renewal expresses itself in celebration with God's people. Oh, and I love this so much. Okay. Celebration results from knowing that your sins are forgiven. Uh, when the burnt offering began, the song to the Lord also began with trumpets. Uh, they had a quiet celebration with cymbals, harps, lyres, trumpets, and singing. And it says, they sang pra- praises with joy. And I wanted to ask you guys, when was the last time that you sang like that to God? Like you just sang praises of joy to the Lord. Can you think I, of um, a time? I did recently, like in my car. Yeah. You know, like I just kind of had a little service. Yes. That. Mm-hmm. I did, um, again, I'm a, uh, talk about this conference a lot that I went to, but down at uh, Christ Fellowship, it's more of a charismatic church, and I have not gone to a lot of charismatic services. And um, I'm just going to tell you that from a worship perspective, they brought down the house. That's so awesome. I mean, I have not felt the presence of the Holy Spirit like that. It, like, I cried. Like, you couldn't help but not be tearful because you truly felt like you were singing mm-hmm. straight to Jesus. Like, yeah. you could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in that so place. awesome. And it has been a long long time since I've had that kind of spiritual awakening or spiritual renewal. And it really did renew me. Like I walked out of there with a renewed mindset, a renewed spirit, a renewed faith, a renewed everything because I felt his presence. I experienced him by just singing to him. Yeah. It was amazing. That happened. You you recognize it wasn't just singing. It was, it was just different. That's all I can say. It was just different. Well, when I read that part of talking about singing praises with joy, it totally made me think of my um, preschoolers and uh, yeah. in our children's ministry. I lead worship with them uh, every Sunday, and I will, like, cancel whatever I have to cancel to get in there and lead worship with them because there is no one who praises Jesus more authentically and louder than these yeah. three- and four-year-olds. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. there's no inhibitions. No there's no, yeah. no, they'll jump up and down, yeah. and they'll, like, scream the words to this song because they're so excited, yeah. and they get it. You know, there's something yeah. that just it clicks with yeah. them. So... I don't know. I, I think that the key to all of this is, you know, first, we have the commitment to God. Secondly, the cleansing that has to take place within us. Mm-hmm. And then thirdly, we have to rejoice and celebrate yeah. what God is doing in us yeah. and yeah. everything that he's done for us. That's yeah. the spirit part, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. So I'm going to read this last quote from uh, 
from S Stephen J. Cole, and then I'll do our practical applications. He says, I'll end where, I'll be where I began. Spiritual renewal or revival in our nation begins with revival in our hearts. John Wesley said, give me 100 men who fear nothing but sin and desire nothing but God, and I will shake the world. If you and I want revival, we must commit ourselves completely to the Lord. We must cleanse ourselves of all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And we must join together in corporate celebration of God's abundant grace that extends to all who will draw near to him through the blood of Christ. Mm. I love that That's so much. Awesome. So practical application is actually kind of this whole thing. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. commit yourself to the Lord. Right. Commit your household to the Lord. Search your heart for areas that need cleansing and then celebrate. Yeah. Like, Christians need to have more fun. If you're not ready to start dancing in your church, you know, on Sunday morning, then maybe just dance around your house. Like, right. sometimes when I felt closest to the Lord is when I'm dancing around with Ella oh, <laughs> like, yeah, in my living sure. room yeah. because it's just such a joyful time. Yeah. So I want to encourage everyone to do that this uh, week. That's great. I think it's, yeah, that's great. I think it'll be good. Yeah. Open the doors. Open the doors. Open the doors. That's my favorite part. Hashtag open yeah. the doors. Hashtag open the doors. That's what I will take away. <laughs> hey, listen. Open the doors. <laughs> see how I did that? There you I go. see how you did that there. Mm -hmm. um, thank you, and welcome back. Well, yes. Thank Thanks for having me. I love being here. Wonderful insight. Good stuff. <laughs> will you pray us out, sir? I will. Thank you, Lord, for another week of recording. Thank you, Lord, for another week of your truth. Um, and Lord, that, that truth will just set us free, that we will learn, Lord, to open our doors and be committed to you and um, just to truly be committed to the cleansing and also, Lord, to our thanksgiving and celebration of what we have in you and just tapping into the spirit that's within us that you gave to us at salvation. Just praise you for all that you are and all that you're going to be doing and pray for our listeners, Lord, just meet them where they are today in a special way. Let them know that they're loved by you, loved by us. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Beecast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love to have you review it on iTunes. Your reviews and ratings make it easier for others to come across our podcasts. And we'd love to hear from you on Facebook or Twitter. Hit us up at Be Still Be Free. And for details on our Bible studies or other resources, please visit www.bestillbefree.com.